Hey friends, welcome to the club. We are a community of entrepreneurs focused on you, your growth, and the growth of your business. In this podcast, we highlight amazing entrepreneurs, giving them a platform to share their story, including valuable insights, tips, and advice from their journey and all the things they've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired and informed, and let's go on a journey together to build the businesses of our dreams. I'm so glad you're here and part of the amazing Entrepreneurs Club. Welcome, friends, to this episode of the Amazing Entrepreneurs Club. I'm glad you're here today for what I am absolutely going to guarantee is a fun and energetic conversation with my guest today, Gail Scott and Christina Massey. Ladies, welcome to the club. We're excited to be here, Sid. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. If it's anything like our pre-call, hopefully we can get done in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're a big thinker, aren't you there, Sid? I am. I got big dreams, big dreams. Well, you know, part of what we do here is highlight entrepreneurs along their story and their journey. And so I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. So would each of you take a moment and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. So Christina, you want to start first? Yeah. So I'm Christina Massey and uh, I call myself the serial entrepreneur and I love business. I absolutely love it. I've been in a beauty business for 13 years and we own a landscaping construction business out here in California and just made our way into the podcasting world. And I help to develop other people's businesses as well, just a business strategist. Okay, so Christina, I counted three businesses plus a podcast. Oh yeah, and and we also have a memory care facility. Yeah, so. Oh, that's four businesses. Yeah. And we're reserving our spots now. I think so, (laughs) yes, absolutely. All right, so four businesses and a podcast, and you're on Clubhouse, which is where we met, Exactly when do you sleep? I sleep all the time, Sid. No, I have <laughs> probably about three to four hours a night. Oh my. Is is how it goes down. Gail can attest to that just because we're in that midlife space, so we hardly get any sleep. Understood. Totally understood. <laughs> this is the calm version of Christina. She's not even jacked up for the day yet. We'll get her going. It's 7.30 in California. <laughs> so. All right. So Gail, tell us a little bit about your story. My story's a little different. I've actually been with the same company for 27 years. Prior to that, I was in the medical field, but I realized that my entrepreneurial spirit went back to childhood. I can remember distinctly knitting together those little pot holders that you make with the little stretchy elastic rings and selling them to my grandmother. I mean, what kind of brutal child's, you know, taking profit off your grandmother? And then, you know, it came to the Girl Scout cookies. You bet I sold my hundred boxes. So, and then later in life, I dabbled in, you know, arts and crafts that would come along. I made some earrings for a while. I did a little of this. I was always a hustler and I always would go after that dollar. And my dad used to say, she doesn't have a making problem. She has a spending problem. So my idea was never to go on daydreams. It was just go make some more. So... (laughs) (laughs) I'm over here like Dave Ramsey, yes. And roll forward to, I'd always want to have a podcast. My family are big podcast listeners. Like we love, it's the first first year of Serial. Okay, we listened to the same one then because that's how I got hooked on podcasts. 
I mean, free Adnan, can we just throw that in today? But, you know, we love them. And we, when we were living in Texas near you, our home base was still back here and we traveled a lot. So podcasts became a very big part of our life. And I just kept thinking I could do that. And I want to do that. I just really love to talk to people and hear their stories. I like to ask provocative questions. So when Christina and I met, which we can talk about that if you want, we both realized we'd, we both had that dream and we just kept sitting around complaining about midlife. And I'm like, Christina, I think this is our podcast. And I even have the name. So Midlife Moxie was born. So between that and all the changes through COVID, I've also started teaching courses for other women who are trying to get their businesses up and going in that virtual world. Because for midlife women, that has been very frightening for a lot of women. The tech is a scary place sometimes, especially appearing on camera can be real scary. Now, Christina and I don't really give a flip, but we're trying to help the others. So there's that. That's pretty awesome. So tell us, how did you meet? Christina, you want to take it? Tell us how you guys met. Okay, so Gail and I, again, we're in a similar business and we had last year a big push and we started this thing in March where we gathered our teams together and we just had this big event that we were launching to our community. And that's when I first met Gail. And so we have never met face-to-face. We have only met, <laughs> met through Zoom or right, hang on, time out. You've never met face to face. Never met face to face. I absolutely love that because I have a whole host of friends that I've never met face to face. Thank you, Clubhouse and other things. Yeah. Right? That's pretty cool. It's very cool because like our families, like my husband knows Christina, my son knows Christina, her daughter knows me. I mean, I think that's one thing that's come out of COVID is as we were more dependent on these virtual spaces that perpetuated lie that you couldn't have real relationships in these places has been really proven to be untrue. Yeah, absolutely. And so we, we met, uh, I loved her boss up personality. She has a big personality and she gets the job done. And so I was like, I need to be in your space. I need to know who you are and I want to be your friend. So I reached out to her after we had this big meeting that we were putting together this event. And I said, I just want to be in your space. Like, do you want to be my friend? (laughs) It's really what I said, because I'm a person that if I like you and we're vibing or you have that similar vibe as me, I want to, I just want to know more. I want to know more. And so that's how our friendship birthed. And then we started talking about our children, our midlife issues, our night sweats, (laughs) where we feel like we feed on ourselves, but that really wasn't the situation. It was just, we sweat. So we, we just had a really great time and it, it was a, it was just like a real connection very quickly, which is kind of nice. It sounds like we were dating, huh? You know, like- <laughs> just a little bit, maybe. So it was a rapid, it was a blonde date and it moved rapidly, but yeah, <laughs> we're married now. <laughs> the thing behind the scenes of that, you know, you never know how God's working in your life. And I was kind of on this tirade about midlife women asking for what they want. Because I had a lot of people in my space that would sit around and talk about being lonely or being broke, and they just wouldn't take any action. So I said, you know, if you want some new friends, ask for some, put it out there. And in walks Christina putting it out there. So that's why that was such an instant bond, because I knew we spoke the same language. So two entrepreneurs coming together, you do something similar, but you also do different things. 
and one of you's got four businesses, the other one, you know, I mean, you guys are just doing great things. And so you're on your own path, you became friends, and then you said, let's start a podcast. So Midlife Moxie, tell us about Midlife Moxie and, and how long have you been going? What are you doing over there? Oh gosh, Midlife Moxie, we launched in October. We started discussing it in the spring. And I do want to insert, Sid, that all those, uh, for the last, my youngest son is 19 and a half and I homeschooled him all the way. So that was my other job homeschooling a male child a man child <laughs> wait a minute you're dissing on us boys there hold up a second <laughs> have you ever tried to do math with a 17 year old it's not a good time so that's kind of how my time was split so coming out of that season and realizing here i am dumped in midlife my child is now grown it was where I think a lot of women are, a lot of the responsibilities have changed, the labels have changed, the titles they have been identified by have changed. You know, you're still a mom, but a, a, a mom of a 25-year-old is different than a mom of a 12-year-old. And so Christina also has a son about the same age, and we started realizing this is really a place of shifting for women but that it also could be a renaissance for women. And so we're all about women making this one of the best seasons of their lives for them to go back and renew their goals, who they are, to really do the work. You know, you lost your little girl dreams along the way, let's uncover those. Let's find out what you want the next season to look at. Let's throw off all the labels of wife, mother, PTA president, Boy Scout leader, and Find out who Gail is and how she wants to operate this next season. Don't you think, Christina? That's kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, that's that's us completely. I think that the other cool thing about our connection is that we realize that we are both very similar in the way that we operate in the inside to our core. So she's an, if you have ever studied the Enneagram, she's an Enneagram eight, I'm an Enneagram seven. And so we really balance each other out. And the best part about our business partnership is that we can talk in our types. So if, if we're getting upset with one another, we say, you know, your type this is kind of getting my type this a little bit frustrated or it's ruffling me. and we never get offended right because we're just talking about who we are to the core and how we can really utilize our gifting within our partnership sure. so it's been really beautiful because we have that ability to do that so yeah all right so i'm curious about the enneagram because i'm a seven as well okay ah! so yeah hi ten to you so christina what's your oh. ring what's your <laughs> I'm dying. Oh my I'm god! Dying. An eight with two sevens, your worst nightmare. <laughs> she okay? Kid you not, said this happens all the time. Okay, like everybody is a seven, and yep. she's always like, oh, "I am the odd man out here." Okay, I'm gonna have to wrangle y'all in. Oh my goodness! Don't I every time? <laughs> so I would say that my wing. I'm pretty balanced in my wings, uh, my six and my eight. They're they're pretty pretty balanced. It just kind of depends on, you know, what stressors are coming out at me, yep. uh, where I lean to more. But for the most part, I'm pretty balanced. My husband is a one, and on vacation he goes to a seven. 
and on vacation i go to a one okay i don't understand it enough to know what that actually means i have to study oh you got you got to dive in sid you got to dive in well i know my wing is an eight but it was almost a two because of how strong i was with the two so i'm still i'm still learning it i went through a whole thing with the coach to really understand it and so so i'm gail what's your wing you're an eight eight wing seven Okay, so you lean towards the good people in the seven then. I like to have a good time, but when somebody (laughs) needs to get it on lock, I will be the one with the rope saying, okay, people, pay attention, get it together, focus. I can't, if I had a dime for every time I said that to Christina, focus. Can (laughs) can you just, just dial it in for one minute? But now I'm an idea minute person too. We both are. But, you know, Sid, one of the pivotal things that happened for us, we've been in these other businesses for a very long time. And when the when the pandemic happened, we had to pivot. We were both pretty early adopters to doing our business in a new way. But what we started to realize is that we ourselves are a brand and that we had a lot more skills and a lot more things to offer than promoting a product, just, just promoting a product for someone else, which we love. And it's been a great ride. And we're not, we've not left that ride. We're still on that roller coaster, but we realize there's more and that we ourselves are complete enough to present ourselves. So Midlife Moxie is going way further than a podcast. Yes. We want to see that, you know, you see life is good. We want to see Midlife Moxie shirts and logos on everybody and really it be a brand, a lifestyle, a community. We have events planned. Uh-oh. It's a whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Can you oh. see us live and in It's person? a life oh. brand, Sid. This this has birthed a life brand because we awesome. are. Yeah. Well, we're visionaries, you know, and when you're a visionary, you can't help but to think big, you know, and a lot of people limit themselves in, in thinking that it's unattainable. And I think that you just have to put yourself out there like, you know, how we began this conversation, Gail was telling women, Hey, ask for what you want. And so I, I'm of the belief, my dad always taught me, you know, closed mouths don't get fed. So you ask for what you want. If they say no, then you have your answer. If they don't, then you keep going. So I think that for us, we just realized that we had more to offer than just a podcast. We wanted to offer a bigger community, a, 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 a huge space. A movement even. Yeah, a movement. Absolutely. I think we are on the forefront of the movement, uh, which Gail and I always talk about. We're like, we're, we're on, on the beginning of this this right now you know we're not at the back end this time you know we're just we're going for it and i think that more women and men should do that go for it just go for it so i'm excited about this journey for the two of you i've had the opportunity to hang out with you a little bit in clubhouse and go into some of your rooms and have some conversations so you had a podcast that started midlife moxie now it's turning into a movement you're going to have brand and apparel you've got a live event coming And you're really focusing on helping women step into their power, into the next season of their life, whatever season it is that they're in, removing those barriers, breaking down those walls and stepping into what it is they want to do and who they want to become with that. 
are you guys going to have courses or other programs or is it just going to be like apparel and live events? Can you give us a little glimpse behind the scenes? I'm, I'm asking this question so that all the listeners will be able to be like me and go, I knew them when. Mm. That's the whole point. Yeah, we'll, we'll give you our autograph early, Sid. It's going down. <laughs> um, I'm going to frame it and hang it on my wall, Gil. Oh, well, we, d- don't be mistaken, Sid. We are going to be famous. So <laughs> you already are. Whatever yeah. you already are. <laughs> it's a running joke. We laugh because you know you run into this people. Now I don't want to be famous or anything. We're like we do. <laughs> we do <laughs> straight up, right? Um, straight awesome. up, we do it. Talk show offers. You know, just email us midlifemoxgmail.com. Um, but here's the thing too: it's not just us going through this process. This is a different time for midlife women. And midlife women are rising up and finding their voices. Now, that doesn't mean that all midlife women want to start a new career or reinvent themselves, but a lot of them do. The ones that want to just glide into retirement, that's okay. As long as that's a decision and not something that was just a default. Yeah, we want women to really think carefully about their next season and not just roll into it. And we're giving them the space to have those conversations and helping them sometimes with even their words and their language to describe how they're feeling, to to let them know what's available. And we're part of a larger group of women. Um, We just approach a little bit differently. We are just very provocative. We have a lot of fun. And so our angle is just a little bit different, but make no mistake, it's a large movement and there's a lot of people involved and a lot of people doing it in different ways. The two main people we're looking for to come in to Midlife Moxie as a podcast guest are people with a pivotal story or someone who's an expert in their field on something that midlife women want to hear about. So we bring those people on and we share those stories and we hope that they're educational, inspirational, fun and connecting so that's kind of what midlife moxie is all about yeah and then we are like gail had mentioned we are going to be doing moxie meetups for our community our first moxie meetup is going to be in quarter two and we're going to be bringing experts in uh, that really talk about certain things that our community are, are, are wanting. Maybe it's business and finance. Maybe it's how to develop your Instagram. Maybe it's going to be about, you know, how to get, you know, health and wellness, you know, your sleep, your fitness, your food intake, you know, all the things that midlife women, as Gail said, struggle with or talk about. And we want to just bring it into the forefront create a movement, create a community so that they have those friends. Like you said, Sid, we met you on Clubhouse. We want them to say, I met them in Midlife Moxie community, you know? And and so that's a little insight of like what's to come. We will be doing some coursework. Gail has a course right now. My friend, she's launched her Instagram course. If you want to know about Reels, hit her up because she is a master at that. She is. Yeah, when your 19-year-old daughter waits for her content to come out before her own mom's content, something is wrong there, right? I love it. They're so fun. They're so fun. Reels yeah. are the way of the future, I say. I've been doing reels recently myself, and uh, I'm trying to do two a week. Yes. And they actually work really well. I get new followers every time I do them. So yesterday, I posted a reel, and in 30 minutes... It had 1,200 views. That's what I try to explain to people. 
You have never had a microphone for your business like you do through social media. That's, you can quote that when, you know, a lot of us have always worked to network and, you know, we've done events where we network and, you know, business exchanges and you go home with a handful of names and, you know, all those things. But when do you get a microphone to talk to, I think one of mine's up to about 4,000 views now. That's just you know, that's just a new thing. Plus you get to instantly build like no trust. And that's something in, you know, I, I tell people all the time too, in my real life, in my organic life here in small town, South Carolina, it would have taken me years to meet the number of quality. And I use that term loosely. Every human has quality, but women with my mindset, like-minded people, women that want to hustle, all those things. It would have taken me years, if ever, to meet the number of people I've met through social media channels, things like Clubhouse, in the last year or so. Oh, yeah. I totally agree with you. We could go on a whole soapbox about this topic, but we're not because I need to shift gears. Are you guys, are you ladies, ready for some questions? We're ready. Go for it. We're ready for everything. Are you sure? <laughs> Bring it. Are you ready for the answer? This is true. Am Are I ready? ready? All right, let's go. All right, so the first question is, what's been your biggest challenge and how did you overcome it? Tech. Ah, you're the world of tech. Well, the technical part of podcasting um, because podcasting in one way you could say is easy if you're a person that likes to talk like getting on air christine and i don't ever have to worry about content we love it and that flows as naturally i've done a few tv spots and it just that seemed just as normal and easy as walking down the street but when it comes to all this editing and cutting and posting and all those things that is, no one was really upfront about what that was going to look like in podcast land. And it has been a challenge. I'm Sid Meadows and I identify with tech as a challenge. <laughs> it is a challenge. <laughs> Just like raising my hand going, yeah, me, me. So yesterday I'm in a group coaching program that is a course development program. And they brought on a tech guy and uh, he's going through all this stuff and about this and how you do events and the lady leading the program said, well, what's your biggest takeaway from today? And I put in the chat box, I got his email address is my biggest takeaway. We kind of did that. We got one person's phone number and Christina's been wearing it out. Like, I'm not doing all that nonsense. Are you kidding me? That makes my head hurt. That's the seven, Christina, right? Coming out. We're not doing that. All right. So, Christina, I'm going to ask you to do the next question, okay? Okay. So what do you believe are three qualities of a successful entrepreneur? I would have to say mindset, consistency, and gumption, the, the get up and go. Uh, definitely those are some things that you need to have in order to be successful because if you can't get up and go, how are you going to get up out of the bed? You know, um, passion can come and go because um, it's, it's like a feeling, right? So it's like consistency. Are you able to get up and go even when you don't want to? And that's where that mindset, consistency, and gumption come from. It's it's all tied together. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I don't want to hang out here for a minute, but I for a long time, but I do for just a second. Let's talk about mindset because the mind can be a very evil thing. 
and entrepreneurs specifically, we struggle with mindset. We, you know, there's this little devil sitting on our shoulder over here that constantly is saying, you're not good enough. Who do you think you are? You can't do that. Don't even try. Don't even bother. Right? Right. We vacillate between thinking that I'm the wide Oprah and what the heck were we thinking? That That's how big the, the swing is. I mean, one minute we just know that NBC is going to call us, like the next phone call. When they hear this episode, absolutely they're going to call you. I'm going to send it up to My NBC. phone was ringing it a moment ago. That might have been them. I got to go. And, you know, we do have, the, it's that broad of a swing. But I think one thing about entrepreneurs is I think they're passionate. Yep. And I think they have to be self-motivating. And I think you're constantly having to give yourself that pep talk, but also surround yourself with other believing people so that that day you are off, they are going to talk you up because some days you're just, you're just not. And the voices get to you. Yeah, for sure. You need your echo chamber when it comes to being an entrepreneur and, and that, that hands down will help. Uh, But at the end of the day, it's, you're going to follow your most dominant thought. So what is your dominant thought? Is your dominant thought that you can do it? Or is your your dominant thought, your self-talk, I just just can't, I just can't, it's not going to work. So you have to change and reframe your mindset every day when you're an entrepreneur. On the daily, for sure, Christina. So something happened the other day and it was really insignificant, but it started messing with my head. And I was walking around my house and I'm like, I was having all these crazy thoughts and I finally just stopped literally and I went to the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I said get over it just stop like I'm yelling at myself like get over it and you know and then it would come up again I'm like you're not doing this this is not happening today and then I finally like okay let's go because they don't tell you I mean being an entrepreneur is glamorous like you're gonna have the Ferrari and all these little famous influencers on Instagram or, you know, showing all these livestock that that's not real world entrepreneurship. That's our world. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, just kidding. But the mind, I think, is one of the things that contributes to the roller coaster, right? Because it's up and down. It is not a smooth paved road to success. It is full of trials and tribulations and challenges. And and I think the, the our mindset about ourselves is one of the things that contributes to that. And I would suggest to you like therapy for any entrepreneur. Therapy is like gold when it comes to entrepreneurship, I think. I don't disagree with you. I was just going to say that it's also a little bit different in female spaces because we've had to fight the voices in our head. We've had to fight the male establishment. And for a very long time, women have operated in some places where we've been pitted against one another. That did not serve us well, but it served other people well. And no no shade to you, but you know that has served well to keep men in power if the women were pitted against one another and that jealousy was conjured up and all those things. And so women have had to fight really hard to succeed and to stay in the game, um, especially when all the other things were thrown at us, the dishes, the laundry, the children, the PTA, the schools calling the dog threw up. To keep your focus and keep those voices beaten down when you're having those kind of days, that's a special kind of beast. And so women who succeed in those places are really to be commended. We almost expect success out of men and we expect a certain kind of conduct. But for women 
that was not always what was expected. It's sometimes surprising and sometimes people don't like it. I have worked with women whose husbands were threatened by their success. Now, I think that's a marital problem, but it's very real for a lot of women. And they've also had family sometimes when um, the women start to quote unquote, rise above their means kind of thing, rise above your raising. That was a threat to their family. And that's, that's really sad, but women are overcoming that. And what is happening now, we're seeing this real, again, back to the pandemic, when women got in these social circles and they started to really talk and really become more um, open and transparent with one another and vulnerable, we realized we were better together. And so women have aligned themselves together to be more collaborative rather than competitive. And it's a new day out there. You're going to see some big things happening. All right. So I got a couple of things I want to add to this because I'm a champion of women. Okay. In a lot of different ways. So my wife and I've been married almost 26 years. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a struggle for her. I promise you. She's like a two or a three, by the way, Christina. So (laughs) Well, it's it's a a struggle for my husband. So I I feel it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. But all that being said, you know, being married is a job, right? It's a job. It takes both people. And so when I hear people specifically say, or men specifically say, well, it's her job to do this. It's her job to do that. Or it's his job to do that. I'm like, there's no his or her. It's our job. It's our job to raise our family. It's our job to do the laundry. I make the bed in the morning because I like to make the bed. I like to walk around my office, which is my house, and I want everything nice and clean, right? And she's home today, and she she came to my office earlier, and she goes, guess what? And I went, oh, no. (laughs) And she said, yep. And I said, you're disrupting my workplace today by working from home? Are you kidding me? I'm like, this is my sanctuary. I don't need you up in my business. She's got an office upstairs. But my wife is an executive. She is a C-suite person in a hospital system, and you know she worked really, really hard to get there. We moved to Texas to support her career, right? And that is awesome. I'm her biggest champion. We go places and she tells people when they ask her what she does, she's like, well, I work in computers. And I just look at her and I'm like, are you kidding me? After all this education, the master's degree, all the hard work, all the battles that you fought to get to where you are today, stand up and be proud of that and share what it is that you do and that you do have a C in front of your name. Because that's inspiring to other people, both men and women. And, and, and the reason I talk about this is, and this is, I have a daughter too. She's a collegiate athlete, plays Division One soccer. And my message is, and the reason I stand up for the things that I stand up for, is because I want my daughter's path to be easier than my wife's path. Yeah. And that is what is so important. And that's why I believe men have a responsibility to stand up and support women and if they make more money than you they get a bigger title than you who gives a rip yeah you know my husband's like you said you know that's a win for everybody absolutely but a lot of women have not had that situation and other women have even dogpiled on women who were building careers and that's really been a shame but i think that's coming into the light And we've realized what has been perpetuated with that kind of behavior and that kind of pitting us, like we said before. But I love that because part of my homeschooling, my son, I did want him to show him you can have a family and a career. 
And that's one thing I've been preaching to women for a long time. And fortunately for women, we have more options than we've ever had. And we just have to raise up and take advantage of them. And again, use our voice. We only have crappy jobs if people take crappy jobs. Don't settle for the crappy job. You know, tell them you need on-site daycare. Tell them you need more time off for your family. Voice your concerns, but that's not been the past because you know it's not been that many decades since women were welcomed into the to the workforce. It's true, but we have to find our voice on how we make that work for the whole family and how we succeed in that. And Christina's done that. Christina was a single mom until just a few years ago. She raised that boy by herself and hustled and made her money. I mean, women are doing incredible things. Mm -hmm. I mean, to run a home. And have a career. Just running a home is a career. Homeschooling a child, that's a career. And then you've got a job. That's why I say it's a partnership. Being married is a partnership. We both play a role, right? And this historical, you go cut the grass and you do the dishes, that's got to go out the window. I mean, my neighbor across the street, his wife's always cutting the grass. I think she loves it. That's why she does it. I'm always doing the dishes because I hate dirty. I hate, I got to think I'd be clean in my world so but i'm always doing the Christine dishes and i are both very blessed our husbands are both very supportive yes open-minded my husband loves to fold laundry and i hate it he doesn't like me to mow the grass though because i run i run the blade down real low you know the aid in me is like let's just get this low and i have to do it as often <laughs> that's what i would do <laughs> oh my goodness all right um, i gotta call a time out because we gotta keep moving i got more are you guys are you ladies ready to have some fun i'm gonna skip to the fun always part skip to the fun part that reminds me of a reel the skip to the fun part right where the hand comes up i was thinking the same thing let's do it <laughs> all right so i've got random questions that i'm gonna ask you you have no idea what they are they're from poddex which is a podcast uh, little cool little thing you have cards that have questions on them all right so all right so what's the and the, the whole purpose of this is to get to know you a little bit better though i think we got a really good glimpse into how fun the two of you are already <laughs> right but what's the nicest thing a stranger has ever done for you gosh okay let me Any think about this music? do 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 yeah we have jeopardy that's hard <laughs> oh my god well then reframe it what's the nicest thing you've ever done for a stranger oh well, we had a we had an employee. He wasn't even working for us yet, and his grandmother was down in Mexico, and she needed a surgery, and he needed like three thousand dollars for the surgery. And he would he was just a hustler, and now he works for us. He's our he's our contractor manager. He's the oversight, and. We didn't even know him, but there was something in my spirit that I was like, no, we need to do something for him. I, I feel like this is a good thing. And so my husband and I talked about it and we ended up giving him the money to have his um, his grandmother's surgery. Unfortunately, she ended up passing, but it was just something that, I, I don't know, it was just something that we were just called to do. So that feeling that, you know, this is the right thing that I need to do. Yeah. And, and he's a great employee. He's like, he's awesome. He loves our business. He loves what we have to offer our employees. And, uh, he, he's just a really hard worker. Like we absolutely adore him. So I'm glad that we made that decision. It really was, it's a good one. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So Gail, this one's for you. Okay. I'm ready. 
Name something on your to-do list that never gets done. I can tell you it eventually gets done is making flyers and, and executing sometimes on all my big ideas, as my dad used to call them, because I feel like I have to get in this perfect creative space. And so I wait till that moment when I'm just feeling all the juices or I'm up against the deadline. I like to do the fun stuff. I don't like to do, oh, oh, taxes. That never gets done. <laughs> um, it does eventually, but not when they would like it to be done. My oh, that's accountant. funny. Yeah, let's go with taxes. That, that's done when I have to. The aid in me comes out with that because create being creative, it's a feeling. Like you get in this zone and like I get in this zone, I'm feeling good and I, my creative brain is just flowing. And I, when I do that, like I create six or seven reels at a time because it just like I'm, I'm changing shirts and putting on jackets and you'd never know that it was all done in the same batch recording of them. Right. But right. when you're in that zone, it just you just know it. Same thing with writing. Like when I want to write, I'm in this zone of writing. I can write three to four columns at a time. Yeah, my zones tends to come into focus about 1 a.m. I just get this really creative. My husband's asleep. Sometimes the teenager's still awake screaming at video games. Um, but I get this place, and it, for me, it's late at night. And that's so unusual, but I will get working, especially being creative, and I'll just knock it out. But So people often wake up the next morning with a lot of emails and texts from me. That's a common <laughs> thing if you're in my circle. They're like, what time did you go to bed? I'm like, oh, girl, I was on it last night. Uh-uh, not me. All right, Christine, are you ready for this one? Okay. What is one surefire way to get your attention? <laughs> oh, wow. That could get so many ways, Christine. <laughs> I had no idea what I was in for when I said, yes, let's do this. Well, well, let me let me just say this, that we just got back from Mexico. So I'm going to use this, this story here. Yeah. We just got back from Mexico. My husband and I went to uh, Playa del Carmen and we went to Isla for, for one day. So Isla Mujeres, we went uh, across the island and we went on the beach and I just wanted to sit on the beach. And I was like, okay, babe, let's go ahead and let's sit on the beach. I just want to just relax. I'm going to get a tan. You know, I'm in my beating suit. He's in his swimsuit. We're just having a good time. I look up. Oh, that lady over there topless. Oh, and then there's another one. Honey, I think we're on the wrong. <laughs> we're on the wrong beach, babe. Wrong <laughs> beach. He's like, no, we're not. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's thinking now, right, No, he was like, oh, I think we are. And I was like, yes. So boobs get my attention. I mean, I don't know. Just things that are out of place would definitely give my attention or something that sparkles if it's if it's shiny object. There's nothing like getting a text from Mexico from your friend, the topless <laughs> woman. I hope it didn't her. include any pictures. Well, it did, but it was that other woman. So the feds may be over shortly. <laughs> Christina has a problem too. I, I will tell this on Christina. Christina lives in California where um, you can get cannabis products. <laughs> Christina is very fond of these gummies. And the funny thing, one day we're talking, I'm like, oh, we don't get that stuff in South Carolina. And Christina, in all seriousness, and her sweet little heart says, well, I'll mail you some. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no, you will not <laughs> You're mail me. You're going to over that. <laughs> that is a federal fence. Keep your gummies in California. It was these are the kind of conversations oh that go on our 
high-level business meetings. Okay. But she's I, so honestly, kind. Not really sure how any, how you guys get anything accomplished together. <laughs> We're on it. We're a bulldozer. But we have a lot of rabbit trails. We do. Oh, I bet. I bet. We do. <laughs> All right. So this is one for both of you, okay? What's one thing that you would leave in a time capsule for people to discover 50 years later? Gosh, after the last year, I would probably leave a, a mask. I would put a mask in there because I think that's such a strange thing that we could have never anticipated. Um, even though my husband read that great book about the Spanish flu, if you're into some good reading there, Sid, that was very interesting. But I think that would just say so much and bring up so many questions that oh yeah that we Absolutely. live our lives this way. Hi, right, Christina, what would you leave? Oh my gosh, these are hard questions. It's a good question. <laughs> this is a really good question. I would probably leave uh, just a letter of the experiences that happened over COVID. You know, how, how culture pivoted because we've seen culture pivot during dot-com. We saw culture pivot, you know, with 9-11. We saw culture pivot with, um, you know, our last president. We saw culture shift again with COVID. So I think I would like to just leave a letter just saying how culture shifted and to be okay with when culture does shift and find your, find your pivot. It's going to be really, really interesting to see, though we probably won't get to see it, but what historians say about the 2020s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What do they say about the leading up to it? And what do they say about the 2020s? And, you know, one of the things that I really appreciate about both of you is the joy that you bring into this environment, um, the smiles, the laughter. I hear you doing it on Clubhouse. And, you know, Clubhouse, I think, has made the world a smaller place. You ladies are completely different from each other live on opposite sides of the of the United States and you know right now is a very decisive time on a lot of different things and you're busting that barrier up and leading with joy to change people's lives and I think that's really really powerful because it's so important so important to put aside what your what our differences might be and just realize let's let's bring let's help people let's change people's lives let's make a difference in the day so all right i got one last question okay and then i got one i got this is one last fun question and then i got another question okay and we're way over time if you're listening to the amazing entrepreneurs club i'm sorry that we're gonna be way over time today we i should have known about it i know uh, you said in the very beginning <laughs> you know, to if be he careful can keep us to 30 minutes it's a powerful minute <laughs> Yeah, I failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last question for each of you. If you were the captain of a ship, what would you name it? What would you name your ship? <laughs> you really want to know? Balls to the wall. Absolutely. You love it. Or maybe balls to the water. How's that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, what would you say? The captain of, is it a big ship? It can be whatever size ship you want. It could be a yacht. It could be a sailboat. It could be a cruise ship. Let's go with a yacht. You know, I, I think I would want to be named something with the ocean in it. She loves the water, Sid. If mm, me too. Love the beach. The ocean queen. Something like that. Just, that works, actually. 
I could actually see your face on the side of the boat, right? <laughs> no, not about that. Oh, cool that. oh my goodness. Like so the last question that I want to ask you, which is something I really thought about earlier in the conversation as you guys shared about how you came together and, you know, surrounding yourself with amazing people to do amazing things. What encouragement would you give to others who are seeking a partner on this journey? Because you found each other you're having a lot of fun. You're doing it together. And, and you know, entrepreneurship is lonely. It, it, it just being a bumpy road. It can be a very lonely space. And you ladies have found a connection that's, and you're working together. So what, it, what, what, what kind of tip or advice would you give to other entrepreneurs that are looking for someone to collaborate, be their partner, whether they go in business together or not? What would you say? I think for, for us, or at least for my experience with Gail, I believe that in order to find out if that's the right person, you have to have multiple phone calls with them to find out the commonality. What's the commonality that we could build our partnership on? Where can we stand united? And there are a lot of things that Gail and I, we differ on. Um, we differ on, and we are not going to talk about politics, but we differ on politics. We differ on, you we'll know. leave y'all to guess who's, yeah. <laughs> who's who. Uh, but, but we differ on those things. And just a small hint, you would think it's opposite. Yeah, you won't guess. But they, they won't guess. Anyway, uh, so anyway, uh, so so I think that's that's the biggest thing for me is I, I know I needed to find the, the commonality. So spend time getting to know each other. Correct. Because yeah. when you can find that, then you can build upon that. If you can't, then it's it's not worth throwing your heart over the line with that person because that person isn't going to vibe with what you got going on. So that's my, my suggestion. And I'm going to say that this is for both professional and personal pursuits is we have to s- stop seeing all other humans as a threat. And I think it's something that's greatly impacting us as a species. Um, you can yeah. see it when we talk about immigration, when we talk about war, when we talk about religious differences, when we talk about political differences, when we talk about business, when we talk women, talking about other women, we see other people as a threat. And we've got to turn that around. To the, the I don't know how we evolved to that, but when we can take that off the table, and we can be open and transparent and be willing to be vulnerable, that's when you're going to make the best connections. That's right. And I look for other people that are willing to do that. I've been told I'm a lot. I'm a lot. (laughs) Wait, did Christina tell you that? (laughs) And Christina cannot even ever say I'm a lot. No, (laughs) we tell each other. I'm the most. I'm the most. I'm looking for other people that are a lot. Yep. But they're willing to be... But Christina and I can tell you what we're really good at, but we'll also tell you what we stink at. We're willing to be vulnerable. We're willing to share pain. We're willing to share shortcomings. And when we connect in those kind of ways, it's different and people feel safe. And so when you're looking for partners, I think you've got to think outside the box about everything you're doing and be open and transparent. But for me, the thinking outside the box part because I did want to throw this in, Sid. That was the name of our homeschool, Outside the Box Academy. And I wanted to teach my kids to think outside the box um, because I do see the world differently. And sometimes when I say things or I have an idea, people look at me like I'm insane. I'm like, no, it's fine. Go with it. And it really alarms my Enneagram 1-2 friends. They, they're like, whoa, that's not in the book. I'm like, no, it'll be fine. Trust me. And 
you know, we just rock along doing things the same old way, whether it's business or personal pursuits, rather than stopping saying, why does it have to be that way? You know, as an eight, I don't love rules. I don't like boundaries. And so the minute you give me those things, that makes me feel very boxed in. So I'm always thinking of the way we change things. And so do that with people and do that in your business. And you never know what you might find. Well, I truly believe that no entrepreneur should walk the path alone. Yes. And whether it's a mentor, a coach, a colleague, a business partner, or a friend, nobody should have to walk the path alone because that's when the mind really starts getting to you when you're walking the path alone. So I applaud the two of you ladies for what you're doing, how you came together, your story, the energy at which you present, which is fantastic. I've laughed so much today. We've gone way over time. And I appreciate you both so much being here. Christina, let's start with you. If our community would like to get in touch with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at one sassy massey. That's M-A-S-S-E-Y. And you can also find us over at our uh, website, midlifemoxie.net. And moxie is M-O-X-I-E. Great. So we're going to put both of your Instagram handles as well as the website address into the show notes so people can get in touch with you that way. Gail, what would you say if our community would like to reach you or get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to do that? Instagram, Gail S. Scott, and that's G-A-I-L, and then you've got an extra S and then Scott. And also you can email us at midlifemoxiepodcast at gmail.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't checked out the podcast, guys, please do. Yeah, we'll drop the link to the podcast too. You're available on all the players, Apple, Spotify, all that kind of good Every stuff. Every place that they'll let us. I know. There's so <laughs> they'll many let places. us in. <laughs> that they'll let us in that we haven't been thrown out of. Oh, that's a whole nother podcast right there. Where you where'd you get ejected from? Ladies, I appreciate you. Look forward to seeing you around the halls of Clubhouse and on Instagram. Thank you so much for being with me today. And for those of you listening, go out there and make today great. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for having us, Sid. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you got some amazing value out of today's episode. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and follow us along this journey. And don't forget to visit our website at amazingentrepreneurs.club for additional information, tools, and resources to help you grow and your business grow. Go out there and make today great, and we'll see you next week. Take care.